Hey, hello, my lovely podcast friends. How are you doing? How is your life going on? It's already the second day of the week. So let me know how it's all going. Uh, what have you done yesterday and what's going on? And let me know. I mean, I look forward to hear from you what you have done. Well, for me, it's easy. I agreed to write some new reports. Uh, got some money in, got some work. So it's all going to go great. At least I think it's going to be great. Uh, let's begin with the most important one. Um, there is a clear sign that there this podcast is growing and moving because I got some comments from some people in on listening, and they were a bit shocked that the elder man of Eindhoven just seen Tulnagaluku or something. Sorry, I know I pronounced your name the wrong way. Kindly accept my excuses. Uh, was the final part, and they want to have more about the prepper, why I became a prepper, uh, what I'm doing, and more of those things. So obviously, I'm um, gonna do that for the coming weeks and the coming shows ahead, just to explain it, what to do, how to do it, and more important, why. Uh, for the rest, we can also talk about all the great things happening, the sad news from Syria, North Korea, London, and the. Let's begin with this one. This is a hit on social media. It's about United Airlines. They had an overbooked flight, and they were basically they wanted the doctor to go off. Doctor says he couldn't go because he had patients to wait, and he is now gonna likely gonna be prosecuted for federal law in the United States because he did not follow up the instructions of cabin crew. And this may be an unpopular point of view, but I think it's good that that law is there because. The main job of the people in the cabin is not to give you your drinks, it's not to give you a meal, to get your pillow correctly, it's to get the flight going on safely. And part of that means that they, that you have to listen to them. It's easy. You can be grumpy, it's all fine, but if you see that uh, they have to do with a lot of violence and a lot of bad things are happening on board of aircrafts, then I would just say it's sad that's happening and we need to realize that we have to listen to them. But from the other side, I don't know why the heck is United Airlines overbooking its flights? Why are they selling more seats than they got? I mean, it's not that tough. Okay, they need to fly four members of their staff from one place to another. So, you got jump seats? <laughs> Bring them on the floor of those jump seats. Or if you know it, simply don't sell those tickets. Block the tickets, don't sell them. Grab four of your cheapest tickets and get it all out. It's just. I don't understand it because now you have to refund people, you have to pay people money, you have a lot of negative publicity, I'm talking about it, it's a Twitter and social media hit. And I would simply say and I would simply say it's bad warehouse of logistical operational management. What they should have done is just know who of their staff needs to be where and when. And simply don't sell those tickets and don't sell more tickets than you got. I mean I know it sounds crazy, it's it, I know it's a really crazy idea, but it's not a, it's not that tough. I mean, come on, just don't sell what you don't have. That's all I say. It's not. I, I know it's, it's really strange for uh, big airlines, but there is a reason that most people who enjoy comfort, secure, uh, do more of those things, and who are prepared to pay a lot of money for flights, they prefer airlines from Asia. And then I don't mean the low cost ones, but airlines like Singapore Airlines, uh, Hainan Airlines, Katia Pacific. You enjoy them. It's great service. They are just doing great. And um, the, the airlines from the United States of America are sadly not known for their great service. I must admit, as my double passport, I don't have experience with Emirates, so no chance to say anything about that one. 
but also Emirates and Qatar Etihad are profiling as the service airline. But what I wonder is, what's happening? Why is it normal that airlines sell more than they got? I mean, if I would do it, I would end up in jail. So why are they allowed to sell more seats than they got? They have tickets. Don't sell them. Or simply say to your crew, it's your or your staff, it's your responsibility how to get there. We pay you for the work, not to travel to the work. Anyway, let me know what you think about it. I love to hear from the United Airlines people because they can comment on it as well. So that's gonna be an interesting one. Uh, from there let's have a quick look at what happened in London. Today was the was a sad day. Keith Palmer, a hero, um, was buried today. He got a state sur uh, memorial service. And he was the guy who shot the, uh, the London terrorist. He, he shot the guy who uh, decided to kill people by driving a truck. A foreign person who lived most of his life in Eindhoven, a town where there's a big factory making trucks. It means that I spent most of my life in a town where we make ma weapons of mass destruction. It's really sad if you realize it. And I, I, I still can't imagine why people use violence, but. This proves one thing, and it's a clear thing. Guns make the world safe. Guns kill terrorists. And to be clear, how I like my how I like to see terrorists is rather not. I rather see that they would simply start a single direction and they would simply say, I don't agree with you, here are my arguments. But hey, if they don't want to do it and they want to use violence, get the bullets out. Simply shut them down. I mean but you still in Stockholm with that uh, lunatic that's from Uzbekistan. What should you do with them? I mean, it's insane to think that they would change to democratic ways. And it's interesting because on Facebook I am in quite some debates with people who are from a political side completely disagree with me. They think about the opposite. They believe in the social benefits, welfare state and more of those things. Well, that's fine. I mean, that's their opinion. That's why we got elections. And you saw that recently one one said, from, well, simply we have to use guns. And I was just thinking, from, well, that's for me the line. The line is just the weapons. You can say what you want. You can have everything. I mean, say it. I don't give it. I don't care. Go ahead. I mean, say all the bad things about this podcast. That would be fun. I mean, that would mean that my listener ratings go up. That would mean social buzz. Yeah, it would be good. So, I think I'm going to cover a lot of those uh, by their political party. Dank, it's called. <laughs> or in, in English, you would say, think. Well, or I was once said in a Dutch blog, it's a party for the Mokro Mafia. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a political party for the conservative Turkish people who are too lazy to work. The problems with the uh, gangs, that's their, their, their voters, and that's fine. I have no problem with their voters. I mean, so long they don't use fine, who am I? I mean, you can agree or disagree with Erdogan, you can agree or disagree with the King of Morocco, I don't mind, it's all fine. Simply don't use violence. But that's something that they are not, not everyone is agreeing to. Well, then let's go to the next great topic on the line. It's North Korea. Trump, the President of the United States and defender of the free world, is sending his soldiers. The Navy is on its way and, well, it's gonna be interesting to see what's happening. They have, for where I know, only weapons on board to shoot records out of the air. but. If that lunatic in North Korea, well, that's another country not to visit, next to Saudi Arabia and Turkey, but if that lunatic in North Korea is uh, shooting the atomic bombs, I, I don't think he will shoot one, he will shoot tens. Well, I don't, I, I'm not a specialist, but I don't think it makes a big difference if the nuclear bomb explodes or the place where it should explode or somewhere in between. It's not gonna be very good, it's not gonna be any solution, it's not gonna be great. So, 
they should have to think about what they're gonna do and how they're gonna do it and I'm just wondering what's happening in North Korea I mean I don't think that anyone is controlling that the country. I don't think that anyone is controlling the 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 fat lunatic that who is the boss there. So I don't think what we need to realize is there is a, there's a lunatic. His complete par his complete exi complete existence from a political side is based on the fact that they have nuclear weapons. It's and it's sad because I'm against nuclear weapons, but. What we need is uh, what we need is peace, uh, and what would be best for North Korea is free trade. That South Korea companies from South Korea and China would be hiring people from North Korea to be to do productive things, to create exports, so that they could buy foods to stop the hunger. But that's not happening. It's sad. I mean, it's really, really, really sad. But I'm just wondering, what's happening? Is this going to be a war? China don't want to have a war on uh, on their border. So the only solution I would see is that. There would be some form of deal that the United States would pull back its troops from South Korea, and there would be a regime change in North Korea, and it would become pr property of South Korea with a big uh, influence from China, which was not which they would don't have to do much about it. I mean, if you have over a billion people living there, you're in a growing economy, then you're gonna go there, and you're gonna go to the proper way. Yeah, and uh, no, look, and I do say that the uh, increased power of uh, China is bad. I mean, simply China is doing nothing more than regaining its influence, the influence it had for a pretty long time. They just lost it around the opium wars, so that's it. But we will go more on the, Br on the British in a later stage. Well, let's move on to the great guys in Syria. Oh, well, great, what's happening there? It's, it's one big mess there, I must admit. Just a bloody big mess. With bombs, chemical attacks, and I'm convinced that the chemical attacks are just a false flag. I assume Turkey or our friends in Saudi Arabia would have done it, because they have most to gain from it. I mean, this would mean now that the American troops are more openly getting in, and they want to get uh, Assad to go down. Erdogan wants uh, some puppet he wants there, and he don't cares who it is. And Saudi Arabia wants to transport its oil through it, and Assad is. As a support, as he's supported by Putin, he is simply uh, doing the proper, the proper thing that's in the, in the interest of Vladimir Putin and, uh, and the Russian people. And the interesting is to see who's gonna win because I would say that this is a pretty big chance to get a, to make it a one big proxy war. Iran is moving up, Russia moves up, United States is fighting. The partnership between the uh, information exchange is done, so there's no more bombing in uh, Syria. Or is it just Islamic, Islamic State? Uh, are those lunatics of ES, ISIS, ISIL? It could be that they are just a case, I mean... They are s they are sick enough to kill their own people. And Anyway, I'm just interested to see what's happening and how to make money out of it, because... <laughs> there is a heck of a lot of money gonna be out. I mean, just imagine that you have to contract to rebuild uh, an historical city. Not the most cheap things to do. Means high shareholder payout. That's gonna be yummy. It's gonna be good. So, having that said, and I'm pretty sure to know that with a bit of luck we will get some controversy out. And we have some chats. That's good because we're just talking about the things I say. I have just two final things for you, and then the show's already over. Yeah, I know. I miss you too, my li lovely listeners. Well, first of all, the listener request. I was expect to explain why I'm a prepper, how I started, and the benefits of prepping, and more of those things. Well, 
first of all I think that you should be a prepper on different fields at the same site you should go for your income you should plan for a prepare for the natural disaster you should uh, prepare for home invasion and crimes and you should prepare for the fire and the floods uh, go for the uh, prepare for economic uh, collapse prepare for social unrest and prepare for a terror attack and the comic shows we're gonna deal with them all so don't worry you don't have to miss anything you're gonna get everything and I'm just looking if things are going well oh yeah it's going well I was not seeing the time moving so <laughs> that was just a thing that I was looking at and we'll begin with preparing for the so for the economic uh, stuff and the, for your loss of your income expect especially because that's the economy is not really important for you. So long your income is going up, who cares about the economy? Your income is more important. Now, if you you need to prepare for the loss of income, and it's easy for a few reasons. First of all, if you're dependent on just one paycheck, what if the paycheck is just one day later? If it now arrives on the tenth of the month, let's say it goes to the eleventh, how would it do for you? How would it work if your company is closing? If your company goes bankrupt? If you realize that 5% of the hours we work a year is going to be terminated by innovation. I'll, if I would give you an easy example. In the 1980s, when the, the beginning, uh, beginning of the, uh, the 1980s, a doctor had 25 to 30 uh, assistants. Just typing the reports and the notes he had with the audio he recorded. Now, he's still recording the same audio from the surgery and the medical things and operations and all his treatments. But the computer program is doing it. And... 10 doctors have one secretary checking it on spelling errors. That's going to be an interest, but that means all those other assistants are being terminated. In the past, if you intended to buy uh, to fly and had a ticket, for example, on United Airlines, which, as we now know, is not really the safe way to go because they overbook their flights, but then you had to go to a travel agency. The travel agency had to have a proper contract with the airline or the airline alliance. From there, they had to move to the from there they would get money from now you can simply book you could go on United you could say oh well, I don't want United after that overbooking uh, social media thing I don't want it I want to be certain that I could fly I will fly and I'm gonna fly on Highland Airlines or Katia Pacific or Finnair and you could do that it's just an innovation but that means it, if you look at for example in Eindhoven the most uh, one of the best operated travel agencies everything on Saturday you have to pick a number, you can order your trip and pay. And they went, oh it's one big row, it was on the go, ongoing going. Now they have on Saturday two people. Just the difference. In the past you had in the town center t around the 12 different travel agencies who were competing on your business. Now you have three. All those shops are gone, all those things are terminated. So those travel agents are now going to go for a different way of working. Some are and you see different approaches. For example, that airlines are also selling tickets directly for your website. It sounds like yeah, sure. We most people buy that ticket, and some people decide to go for a travel agency and all in between. I mean, I just saw a message from the, the general manager of Finan Airlines in Manchester. They are going to use travel agents to boost sales. Well, with an increased frequency, handy to get more sales out. I would say. So, it's just interesting to see how they are doing it. I mean, what I think, what you need to realize is that it's happening. This transition is going on. The internet is changing a lot of things. I got my smartphone, I bought it directly from China. The friendly people of Ascendia, a company owned by the Swiss Postal Services, arranged a delivery. 
I have no deal with the, uh, with the Swiss Postal Service. I don't know what the hell what they are doing all types of great things. Only I know is that they got my package from China to the Netherlands for less than five, probably five or seven euros, something like that. So it was a really good deal. Because I don't care. I mean, for the fair, I saw on the flights they flew it from Hong Kong to Moscow, Moscow, Zurich, Zurich, Amsterdam. I don't care. So why should I bother about it? I mean, it's their business, but. It means that for your income, there's going to be a lot of loss and opportunities and risk and threats. So, I would simply say that you should try to make some money out of your hobby. If you, for let's say, let me give you an example. You are a pilot, and let's let's not bash United Airlines all the time. It's not funny for them. Now, you're let's say you're a pilot. You're flying at whatever airliner, but your hobby is making um, well glass glasses, special glasses for friends and family. Well, maybe you could sell your glasses and make a few hundred bucks on the side. Just as a next sort of thing, you could. I would say that you have to go do that. Find a job, find some form of income for 30 hours, and do five to ten hours a hobby that you can turn into money. And be creative. I mean, I'm not talking one uh, with someone about setting up an uh, e-commerce venture, and we will start trading in 18 plus uh, animal toys. I will explain later on a later podcast, so don't worry, don't get the sick ideas about me. It's just, you need to realize that those things are happening, and you need to get the second income somewhere. You need to get the second flow of cash. Since every cash should be get in. You could start investing in real estate, uh, join a multi-level marketing net organization, uh, start writing your reviews. You could make a few, you could make around 50 to 60 bucks a day by writing articles on the internet. I mean, I don't say that's just bad, what you're gonna do. The only thing is I say is there are less and jobs for all those jobs are more people competing in the world. Let me give you another prime example. I'm hiring an accountant to do my administration. They are doing the bookkeeping and all the boring stuff. I pay them hundred bucks a month. Hundred dollars a month for an accountant. Well, that's a lovely deal. <laughs> that's a great deal. Yeah, my accountant is on the other side of the world than I am. Who cares? It's a way to fight poverty on a global scale, but if I would do it in the Netherlands and or in Europe, it would cost me a small fortune every month. So, think about it. Think about what you could do and how you could benefit from this global transition, digitalization, the digital world, internet, e-commerce. Maybe you should start a webshop. And don't forget that on hofprofit.com you could order your own webshop. Ready-made, getting it all sorted out, no problems, all gonna be good there. And so you could make some money out of your things. And then for the last thing, uh, I, I have only one final thing. The rest of the prepper things I will debate in the other shows. So that means that for another six shows we will talk prepper things. Oh, it's gonna be yummy. It's gonna be so good. Tomorrow it's gonna be natural disaster. So be prepared. Be prepared. We're gonna talk about it. Now, the last thing is about what I on Hof Profit you'll find quite some blogs about it. It's called under, under the name of the Brexit. Um, I'm going to write a report in Dutch and English and in a tiny later stage also Mandarin and it's about a profitable Brexit. Avoiding making investment loss on the Brexit and making money on the Brexit. That's all what's about, there's some expectations of what's going to happen. Um, it will be online pretty soon so don't expect, so don't be uh, shocked when I uh, announce it. I will announce it big on social media. So feel free to comment to me, send me a message. You can con- connect to me on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever platform. Just feel free to link. Uh, I will be more than happy to accept you. I'm not a tough on everything. 
and let me know what you think uh, go to hofprofit.com for your doses of interesting e-commerce investing and inspirational articles and i wish you a profitable day and make it a great one and let me know what you're doing on twitter you can find me at loadermakeoff linkedin you will find me facebook yeah it's not that tough uh, anyway talk to you tomorrow cheers mates